I asked that question, and my headphones cut out. I heard nothing of what you said. Oh, no! <laughs> Literally, I heard nothing. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? I think it is. Hey, everybody. My name is Derek, and I am the owner, creator, and head silicone slinger at Amaviti, where we make silicone toys for adults. All right. So um, tonight I have Linda from Paladin Pleasure Sculptors, who will be joining me in just a few minutes. Um, We've both been kind of bouncing around, having fun, listening to the music, and um, George is over there drinking her coffee. George will be manning the chat this evening. Uh, as she normally does. And uh, as you have questions, she will gather those up and get them to us so that we can talk about all the different things. But before we get to that point, uh, a couple things I've been working on behind the scenes. Uh, Number one, uh, you know, ever since I started making videos, there are two things that people have been asking me about. Um, The first was the mold stands, the stands that I use for holding my glove molds. And I always get direct messages, comments on my videos. Where do you get the stands? Well, I never really had a good answer because it was something that I whipped up for myself. It was designed to be what I needed. So um, that's what I just told everybody was, you know, grab a 3D modeling um, product. Fusion 360 is what I used. Model it out and then throw it on your 3D printer and you're off and running. Um, But people keep asking me about it. So what I have done is I have set up a Gumroad account. And on Gumroad, it's going to be set up as a pay what you want product. So it's free if you want it. If you want to just run off with it, you can print as many as you want. Eh, Don't sell them. But if you want to just... uh, print off a few for yourself you're more than welcome to but it's also a pay what you want so if you want to you can slip me a few bucks it's not required but it's a a little way for you to support us for what we do um there will be links in the video description so uh that's uh i think it's um amavidi.gumroad.com i think that'll get you there um and uh there's also a second I did this. I don't know why anybody would want me to do this, but actually people have already asked me to. Um, There is a printed version. So if you want to have one printed, I'll print it for you and ship it out. I do have to charge for that. So there will be a fee. You'll find it. It's easy enough. Um, The second thing that everybody has always asked about was this. My cap and straw for my mold release. Oops. I can never figure out my cameras. And I've never been able to tell anybody where to get them because I repurposed mine. I got mine from something else and then just have been, every time I get a new can of mold release, I move the cap to the new one. Uh, But I did find a supplier for that. Um, And I have added that to my list, uh, recommended gear. And I think I mentioned this. There's, I have another website. There's Amavidi.com, which is uh, all of our products and everything. And then there's another one. Uh, it's called iMakeSexToys.com. And that is where we're putting all of our informational kind of stuff. Um, and then there's a recommended gear link up in there. And hit that link, and you can get all the different stuff, including the cap and straw that I have been using. So 
Um, I will say that all of those links on imaxxtoys.com are affiliate links, so we will get a little bit of a kickback on that. doesn't change your price at all, but if you use the links, it helps us out a little bit. Um, and finally, last thing I've got is uh, I've been working on a toy maker's handbook, kind of a, kind of a full-length book on how to make toys. And I think I've decided that I'm going to start releasing that um, chapter by chapter to the Patreon. So any of the Patreon supporters are going to have access to those chapters as they get released, and then they can give me feedback. This is all going to be rough, you know, this is all rough draft stuff. So there will be plenty there to fix and give comments on. So if you want to jump on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Amaviti. Um, I'm throwing all kinds of links out there, so hopefully George can keep up. Um, but uh, hit the link for Patreon and uh, support us if you so choose. All right. And with that, I am going to bring on Billy's Human. We've got Linda with Palette and Pleasure Sculptors. Let me see if I can find... Where is it? There it is. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I appreciate you uh, listening to my whole spiel there. You know, I just kind of went off. That was great. <laughs> uh, so how are you doing this evening? <laughs> Can't complain. Hi, everyone. <laughs> now, you know, I, I say this. I, I was going to say everybody knows this about me. But, you know, that those last few minutes right before I go live, um, and I have that that one moment right before I hit the link that says go live. I'm when I go to hit that link, I am just so nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to freak out here or what? But so we were having some fun talking about my nerves and all of that. But uh, so uh, people know all about me. They want to know about you. Why don't you take a second and tell us kind of who you are and all of the things about you. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, <laughs> no pressure. really bad at talking about myself. So this is probably going to be the most difficult part. Like, I'm good at talking about other things. But me, it's well, like... Well, that's why I we have... That's why we rewrote your bio. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you look well, at the bio that is in the video description, Billy wrote that. Billy wrote that. Because he's better at talking about me than I am. <laughs> But, uh, hi, I'm Linda, um, owner, creator, or whatever, everything that has to do with PPS. Hi. <laughs> um, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Probably why my head's so big. But <laughs> uh, I started doing this about two, two and a half years ago, maybe. No, two years ago. Two years and a few months. <laughs> and... Um, I, it was kind of like a, I wonder if I can do it kind of thing. Mm. And, you know, instead of how, like thinking about it, I just did it. <laughs> and everyone well, those back. questions of how hard could it be? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I was like, okay, well, I can make soap. It can't be that difficult if I can make soap. Right. Because it's, it's very similar. Well, kind of. <laughs> Well, you're taking a liquid and making it solid. Yeah. And like the cure times are about the same. Well, depending on how you mix your soap. 
mm-hmm. and what oils you use, but same with silicon. What kind of silicon are you using? And, you know, you have right. to color it. The only difference is with soap, you can cut into it when you're done. Can't do that with silicone. Mm. Well, you can, but it would defeat the purpose. It would. <laughs> Which, you know, if you're using silicone, you can only work with the outside surface in terms of, you know, the design right. that you're trying to create. And with soap, like you said, you can cut into that. You can kind of, you can see those layers and all that marbling that's happening on the inside. I have cut into like flop flops, like super flops before. Yeah. And I wish I kept them because when you do the rainbows, it is so cool. Like the cross section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Maybe I'll just sacrifice a piece <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's definitely, I've, I've kept mine open before um, because I was doing some things and I, w- I wanted to see what the flow pattern was on the inside. And the only way you can see that is if you're actually, you know, cut the whole thing open mm-hmm. and uh, it hurts, you know, there's, there's a little bit of pain that goes along with that. Uh, by the way, I do see the chat going by, and um, if there are any questions, have I'm going to have George gather those up, and um, we'll work them in as we go along, but we may also wait and hold some of them to the end. But uh, definitely get your, ch- your questions into the chat if you uh, have anything. Now, I guess, so we kind of talked about, you know, how hard could it be, and You've got a little bit of experience with soap and things like that. But so why silicone? Why adult toys? Um, I had been in the community for about, I want to say maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. As a collector? And I was, yeah, as a collector. Hmm. um, I was, you know, I mean, the first toy I ever bought was a single color custom that took like months to come Hmm. in. So I didn't know about the indie side until I found Pleasure Forge and it was just like my whole world shifted. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I saw all these indies doing it and I thought, okay, I kind of want to do that too. Let me, let me do some research. And when you start researching, you're going to find like back then before Shop Dad, before, you know, all the shops got together and made like discords and stuff, you didn't have a lot of information out there. Mm -hmm. You just, you couldn't find much. Um, But what I did find was enough to start. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like during dinner, I thought, okay, well, I kind of want to do this. Let's see mm-hmm. what I need. So then I just ordered everything. When it mm-hmm. arrived, I, I thought to myself, oh, God, what did I do? Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. am I doing this? But uh, the first few pours were very nerve wracking. And I mean, sometimes when I pour now, depending on the complexity, like for the cake pours I did, I was like, fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, But back then, every pour was like, oh, I hope this goes well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the beginning, did you have a theme or did you have something in mind that you wanted to bring into the, the community that you hadn't seen? Um, I wanted to, I mean, Catalfa was a prime example of what I wanted to see more of, but couldn't, like, people like equine, sorry, but they don't necessarily want, like, ones that look real. Okay. And I, I don't like that. I like the more, like, um, I don't want to say, like, cartoony look, but, like, you know, like, you know, it has a shape, 
and you can kind of like you know it has a flower for a head <laughs> right. you know? so something it, kind of fantasy cute. and it evokes yeah. a certain style yeah idea okay and i i wanted to mostly play with color so i my first few sculpts didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of texture because when you start adding texture uh it's harder to show the polar style and the colors and I knew from the beginning I wanted to do rainbows. I think the first pour I did was a rainbow <laughs> attempt. And I just That's kept insane. going from there. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's what? Six colors? At least six colors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so do you, did you keep all of your first toys? No. So I... I only keep the major flops, like the ones that I can't sell. Like they're the only ones I keep. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I can't keep my own toys. Like I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. I want to keep it. But then I'm like, oh, but someone else will love it. So then it goes into the shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a few that I've kept from the very beginning. Um, but uh yeah, I'm kind of the same way as that if I make it, I'm I want it to go find a new home. So um I saw Dub Sativa in the chat. So that is awesome. I haven't seen Dub in a few weeks. Um da, da, da. All right, let's see. Catching up. Ah, there we go. I'm trying to get all my notes together here. So you came into this. And you, you had these ideas of designs that you wanted to do. You had colors that you wanted to do. Now, let's kind of fast forward through the last couple of years. And let's talk about, you know, what, what ideas did you have in the beginning versus what we're seeing today? And, you know, what was, what's the difference between your expectations of what this business would be like versus the reality of it? Uh, starting out, I really had no expectations because it's just so different from everything I've done before. Um, I mean, like I, I'm a STEM person who kind of stumbled into art and kind of gave up art when I was in high school. So going back into an art-based, science-based, uh, anything was just difficult for me. I, I was like, okay, I have all these ideas. I want to turn them into, you know, an actual item. And what I found was like the more concrete idea you have in your head about how a pour or a model will turn out, the less happy you're going to be. And like, it might be the prettiest thing ever, but like, there's always something in your head saying, that's not how I wanted it to be. And you know, like the moment you can let that go, you'll be a lot happier and you'll stop limiting yourself as much. Mm. I, I love that. Um, Oh, I want to dive into that later. Um, So, you know, yes, we're talking about expectations of, you know, that you've kind of set for yourself in terms of this particular pour. But, um, you know, the reality of what it is today and what it has allowed you to do and the the business that you've developed, did it did it end up the way you expected? Are you Um, where you expected to be? Not really. I I didn't expect PPS to take off the way it did. Hmm. Uh, It was during the pandemic that I started it. And I thought, okay, well, this will just be like a side hobby thing. Because I had my day job. 
and I was going to school full time. <laughs> And I was like, I can't add a third thing. <laughs> like, this is not going to happen. And then it just kept taking more and more of my time. And I was like, okay, well, I really enjoyed this. It's doing well. Let me focus more of my attention on this. And, you know, and two years later, we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a question from Little Miss Usagi. Uh, how long were you in the community before you decided to give it a shot yourself? Um, I think it was about a year or a little over a year. It wasn't like super long. It was just long enough where I was comfortable. I had like, Mm. I don't know, maybe 50, 60 pieces. And I was thinking, okay, well, there are things that I would like, but I can't find. So I kind of started it kind of selfishly at first as like a hobby. And then it just evolved from there. Mm. So, um, now, as I understand it, you have worked with three um, D model designers in the past. Mm-hmm. Is that right? How yes. does that work for you? Um, well, there I've worked with a few. I think the earliest model that I used a three D artist for was actually Jupiter. Um, so a friend of mine on Twitter had come to me with this drawing of a, a design, and it was a drawing of Jupiter, and I thought okay, that looks really good. And uh, she had asked me to make it a model. And I was, I really wanted to do that because it was great. And I hadn't seen anything like it. So I contacted uh, Abel from Discord and he was able to design like this. Well, I mean, if you go on the website, you'll see Jupiter, but the details, beautiful, like fit the picture 100%. And I couldn't be more happy. And it was like, it was amazing. I couldn't have done that because I was so busy and I didn't, I just didn't have the skills, honestly. Do you mind if I uh, bring that up and show people? I don't mind at all. Okay. Let's take a look here. Uh, So this is the Jupiter, right? Yes. Okay. And so this is the one we were talking about that you worked with a designer to design that shape. And you have line art. Where's your line art? Do you have line art for Jupiter? Mm, yes. yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. I want to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is nice. Let me see if I can blow that up a little bit. I now, love glow in the dark so much. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that. So that's glow in the dark? Yes. Okay. And the one next to it is UV. Mm, there we go. Okay. Gorgeous. And now we can start to see some of those details, like around the base here. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you are working with a 3D model or a uh, designer, how much do you take to them and how much do they bring to the table? Is it a collaborative work? How does it, how does that process look like for you? Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, for example, with Jupiter, it was a concrete idea. There was a picture, there was, you know, there were expectations for what the model would look like. So um, in that case, I just go to the artist and I say, hey, this is what I want. This is, you know, like, these are the details that I really want prominent. And these are the details that aren't as important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just go back and forth seeing, you know, the process and saying like, okay, well, let's go here instead of there or you know, uh, most of the changes from picture to design 
would be just molding and pouring aspects. So if the if the swell is too large, you know, like that's going to have to change or the base needs to be bigger or something like that. Or um, with items like Calypso or Hydre, um, they were pre-made uh, mm. and I just saw them and thought, okay, that would fit my shop. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you just purchase it. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to uh, say, and then I, uh, we're going to bring uh, Calypso and Hydre on in a little bit. Um, so I w- didn't want to brush past that, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, and then I recently worked with Venus on a custom model that I haven't, neither of us have said anything publicly about it yet because it's really new. <laughs> um, but basically I went to him with an idea like, Hey, this is what I want to accomplish with this model. These are the features that I would like, but I didn't have anything past that. Mm. And he was able to, uh, make it look really nice. <laughs> okay. Um, and then with Nyx, I also, it was also different. I mean, all every experience is different. Uh, with Nyx, I had a very simple drawing that I just like, just to show my idea. And they just, oh my, <laughs> the talent. Insane. <laughs> uh, so... What about inspiration? Um, you know, where do some of these ideas come from, um, not only for your colors, but also when you're working with designers? Um, it's just, you know, with models and stuff, I think about, okay, what do I want to see in the market more? Or, you know, what is missing? Or I look at my lineup and I think, okay, well, let me see what I need to add. Like, I already have a swell. I can't add another swell. Okay. I have, you know, do I need another double shafted toy? Do I need, you know, it's just about what I need. And then sometimes like I'll be walking down the street and see like, I don't know, like a lamppost and it has an interesting design or a light bulb in it. And I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me take a picture of that. And I'll go home and like, see if I can work with it further to see, if I can, you know, come up with anything, it's as simple as that. <laughs> or I, I don't know, like I had dreams about pouring colors and I wake up and I'm like, I had to try that. <laughs> <laughs> was it Kristen from Pleasure Forge that um, she was talking about having some of those ideas and having to, you know, she just had to go get that pour done. She And yeah. because she works um, out of her home. Um, she had, you know, she just had to go out and do that. Um, I've definitely done that before. It's like, okay, I'm in bed. I'm trying to sleep. I can't sleep. I had to pour this. <laughs> uh, Kitty Lord Savior had a question. Uh, how did soap making help you out? And did it help out with the pouring process or doing pours? Um, it really did because uh soap making supplies are not as expensive as silicone and the good news is if it doesn't look good you can still use it (laughs) so um (laughs) so i don't want to get into like the 
soap making process too much because that's not what we're here for. But right. basically you mix oils and uh, lye water together and you have soap and it cures just like silicone does. And you have to somehow do it and then color it and then make it layer nicely or you know, and it, it just, it depends on what oils you use, the temperature, everything. It's just like silicone. Like if you blank three times versus two times, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so what about viscosity? Um, is there a similarity in the viscosity between uh, soap and silicone? There actually is. Um, okay. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, it depends on what patterns you want to do. Right. So like if you are working like with, super soft silicone for example it's pretty runny so fades are easier than marbles for example um but if you're working with medium it's a bit thicker and marbles are easier than fades so it's Mm. similar with soap but soap it's just it's still soap and it's going to cure into soap (laughs) when you're done so it's just about how much you mix it and how long you wait right well, I was kind of wondering if if the viscosities were similar, if that was something that you were able to draw on that knowledge base of yes. working with that and working with fluids and and being mm-hmm. able to get the results that you really wanted. Yes. So I was already familiar with, you know, adding pigments and layering in different containers to, you know, pour a certain pattern that I wanted. And I also, I mean, the first time I poured soap, I was so nervous because you can like see it curing in your, in your hands. You're like, oh my God, I need to get this in the container now. Uh The same way with silicone. Uh, That's what I hear. Like from a lot of new makers, I hear um, about that (laughs) anxiety. And uh, luckily for me, I'd been making soap for a long time and it did help a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably a difference in timing, excuse me. Um, and I, I don't know, does, do you feel rushed when you're doing pours, when you're doing silicone? No. Okay. I'm like so happy and relaxed most of the times. Well, I say most of the times, (laughs) but like with, um, with certain pours, like, um, with black highlights, you know, you have to time it perfectly because otherwise a highlight will be gray or mm-hmm. you just don't have a highlight. You have a black toy <laughs> gotcha. and or it which is fine. But like, that's not what you wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, you have uh, different layers. You want to time it right so it doesn't delaminate. Mm-hmm. OK. And little Mississauga has another question. Again, reading my mind. Um, do you have a pour style that's your personal favorite to do? Drips, rainbows? <laughs> it has to be rainbows because I'm always thinking, what new style of rainbow can I do? What haven't I done yet? <laughs> and I've done so much. Uh, at this point, it's getting a little difficult <laughs> to find new methods. But uh, I recently did, I revisited a pour from like, I don't know, probably the first 10 pours I ever did. It was, it was just the Jupiter that you showed, actually. Half of it was white and half of it was black. And there's a rainbow down the center that's marbled. Mm-hmm. And I had tried that, like, super early on. And I didn't, it didn't, I didn't do it justice. But <laughs> I think this time I did. I was, uh, 
I'm I'm looking back at your website here, and there are there are things that I want to come back around and talk about, but I also have other other questions I need to I, I just have, want to get to. Um, the, by the way, the glow in the dark models are getting so much love in the chat. Um, I saw Shop Dad, I saw Ishtar. Um, I've seen so many people in the chat, and I'm hoping that we get some really good questions. Uh, Frost, there's Frost in the chat, and Jenny as well. Jenny's soap. What is that? So, ah, okay. So, um, you know, rainbows have been a, a staple for your style ever since you became, uh, since you got started. Your first pour, you wanted to do rainbows. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love them. <laughs> now, um, this is from Alexis. Uh, and these are some really good questions, which is why I'm kind of getting them into the the conversation now. Um, do you have do you have a specific moment where you feel like your company kind of made it that it became real for you? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's no like moment. There are pieces of moments, you know, mm. um, when content creators start reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, like, let's." let's let me do a review for you or you know um those moments make you feel really seen and very real Mm -hmm. uh when you see positive reviews from anyone you know any kind of customer that makes you feel real Uh, when you see a post doing well on twitter that makes you feel good too i mean it's just like little 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 pieces they all add up together and I mean, real is so, I mean, it's different for everyone, right? Like your expectations versus mine are very different, you know, and that's fine. What's real for you may not be real for me. And I think it's just hard to place one moment on it. Mm. What about the first time you had to write a check for taxes? I don't want to. <laughs> Can we not talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that's where get... a little. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. That's when it becomes real for a lot of people is when they, you know, you get that first, that first statement from your accountant and they're like, so we need to write so, a check to the IRS. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, how much? Let me get my pen. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like you said, a lot of people have different expectations of what their business is going to be and, you know, when it becomes real and, and stops being a hobby um but it sounds like you've also kind of balanced that you've you've got a pretty good balance between your your work life and your personal life okay (laughs) well it sounds that way i mean it sounds like you're Uh, also getting to do what you enjoy doing uh i mean yeah (laughs) uh for the most part yes um there are definitely busier moments than others uh, you know, I just came back from hiatus, so it's been kind of go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just waiting for December where everyone is busy Christmas shopping and I get to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Oh, Ishtar had a question. Um, again, we're kind of get, we're kind of staying in that vein of, of colors and, and styles. Um, did you ever try out any of your pore styles in soap before you did into toys? Um, no, because the, the techniques are different. Um, like Derek said, 
Soap is more about what your interior pattern looks like. Mm-hmm. And you can also take like a wire rack and like, you know, stir it up a little inside. So you get those patterns with silicone. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's more about what the outside looks like. And I think that was the most difficult part for me. Um, transitioning from interior to exterior patterns. Um, so I haven't. Okay. Should be interesting now. If I tried soap again, I wonder what I would do. <laughs> yeah. And you could actually make your own molds. I could. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you found that surface texture on your your models or on your molds has an impact on your colors and the way that they come through. Yes. So the more matte the mold is, the duller the colors will look on the model. And that's fine. Um, I mean, there's where there's a lot that goes into surface texture. Um, I think usability goes down as surface texture goes down. <laughs> like if it's smoother, usability is not, you know, it's, it's more about, aesthetics than usability mm. for okay. in my opinion because okay. it just doesn't hold on to lube you know like okay we i've run some tests where like satin versus glossy and it, it's like a squeegee like if you run your hand across it it's gone on this glossy yeah did you see the posts from shop dad this weekend uh maybe it was this week where he had a really glossy surface versus a mm-hmm. more matte surface the mm-hmm. difference there was huge Yes. Yeah. Now, have you worked with ShopDad at all? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, who hasn't? <laughs> you say that as if everybody has. <laughs> I love ShopDad. He's great. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Now, he showed, I think he showed off one of your models um, when he was doing his uh, live stream. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I'm not sure. But... Um, now, did you have some new models that you wanted to share and show? Yes. Okay. So this is the exciting part. Okay. Chat. (laughs) Y'all want to see the models that are about to come out, have come out, or would you like to see things that you haven't seen yet? (laughs) Mm. First, you'll see them both. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, while we're waiting for the chat, I will remind everybody that we've got, um, let's see, who do we have next weekend? Because I'm going to give the chat just a moment to catch up to us. Uh, next weekend, we have Failophile. And uh, Failophile, that's Felicity. And she is going to be doing a little bit different time. We're going to be doing 3 p.m. on Sunday uh, for Felicity and Failophile. And, um, she is a reviewer and, uh, she has some really interesting work that she has done in researching lubes and things like that. And that's something I really wanted to get into. Uh, the following week after that, October 16th, we've got Fergus monster rebooked. So we will have Fergus monster back into, uh, Oh, George, I, you can hear George laughing in the background now. That was a good time. <laughs> People are wanting to see Billy. Okay. I'll remind everybody. Failophile next weekend at 3 o'clock. And then Fergus Monster on the 16th. Now, did everybody notice just above Linda's uh, camera, we've got Billy. We've got Billy up there next to the uh, PPS logo. There's Billy. 
<laughs> All right, George, what did we figure out in terms of what people wanted to see? Did they want to they see? Want the sneak peeks. Okay, everybody wants to see the sneak peeks first. Okay. Okay, so I guess I'll do the one that's a little further down the production line. <laughs> the other one. So we have mm. Talon. We'll be renamed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't think you can see much detail here, but No, I can see. Yeah. I mean yeah, that's that is really that's really cool. So this is the one that I worked with Nixon. Uh, okay. it's it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, is that 3D printed? Yes, it is. This is just for size. So okay. I didn't know how big I wanted it. And I think this might be the medium size. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> and what did you print that with? This PLA. I, I mean, it's okay. just a quick print. It's, it's really rough. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, the for first, size. Yeah, the first ones, you, it doesn't matter. The first ones, all we need to do is we need to see size and kind of volumes and, and shapes mm-hmm. and things like that and proportions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, see yeah. how well it'll mold and everything and just look at it from all angles. Like, it's different than seeing it on your computer screen, for sure. Mm. And then the other one, I'm also super excited about. I think there's a theme going on. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, I think 2023 is time for pps to stop doing single shafted items <laughs> wait that okay. one is gorgeous so this is the one i worked on venus with this was a fully custom i mean i say that but honestly i just gave him the ideas and he did almost everything so <laughs> the multi-shaft toys are getting a lot of love in the chat Okay, so now, I mean, we've all seen, so my goal for, I mean, if we're going to talk about goals and expectations, this mm. year my goal was to come out with at least three new models because uh, last year I was really busy with my personal life and I couldn't come out with as much as I wanted to. So this year I met my goal <laughs> and I'm so super, super excited. Um I don't have an Oberon with me. Oops. (laughs) Well, y'all know what Oberon looks like. Uh, That was the first model that I had. um, I had purchased from Frost. And that was the first model that I had released in a long time. And then we had Calypso. I'm going to bring up uh, Oberon real quick. Another rainbow. (laughs) Another. Yes. Yeah. Oops. See if I can get that. There we go. There's the Oberon. And did, who did you work with on this one? That one, I um, I bought it from Frost. Okay, gotcha. And then what was the next one? Calypso. Ah. So this one just came out three weeks ago, I think. And I mean, lovely. Also yeah. from Frost. <laughs> yeah. This one was also a pre-made sculpt. Hmm. Okay. And then... And- None of those are available. Oh, the Calypso's not available on your website. Yeah, they they sold out really fast. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I only have one mold of each size, so I'm trying to make as many as I can per drop, but it's difficult, you know. Um, but hopefully, with time, everyone can get one. 
Um, I saw something in the chat that I just have to throw out there real quick. This was from Ben. He says, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Future PPS shafts shall now be double. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I interrupted. Keep going. (laughs) This is like show and tell. (laughs) And then here is Hydra in the same color as the Calypso. Um, How do I... Here we are. Sorry, it's like backwards. I'm trying to figure out where to put this. Just put it right in front of uh, your face. Right here. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Everyone, focus on this. <laughs> this is Hydra. This is designed by Scion and beautiful, beautiful sculpt. Yeah. Uh, this will be released in five sizes next weekend. And that looked like a seahorse. Is that a seahorse? Sea dragon, seahorse. Okay. What are sea dragon? Okay. <laughs> cute noodles gorgeous gorgeous yeah um okay so remind me again um on release dates or what all is available versus what is coming out so hydra will be coming out next saturday okay um that's its debut drop and calypso's already out we'll probably have I don't know, the same amount or more than last drop. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how many I can make. And uh, Talon won't be out until first quarter 2023. Okay. If all goes well. And I've been calling this guy Kelpie. It's not going to be its like finished name, but, you know, <laughs> uh, Kelpie will be out maybe second quarter 2023. Okay. Gotcha. So you have you have things going on, and mm-hmm. uh, how far out do you start planning things? Far out. <laughs> okay. You can't you can't just think. Okay, next week I'm going to do this. There just isn't enough time, and so many things can go wrong. How long do you think it takes you to go from concept to release? It depends. Um, I mean, with Calypso, I had purchased the model from Frost. I think within like two months it was out um because it i mean it was just easier to sculpt i mean to uh to uh mold than the seahorse or kelpie is going to be a nightmare probably Uh, (laughs) uh so you know two months versus 12 months yeah i mean with Talon, you're looking at almost a year. Mm. I mean, with Kelpie, you're looking at almost a year. Yeah. So it it's important to space yourself out because then it gives you time to really get to know the sculpt. Because, like, I find that the first, I don't know, like, five pours, you don't understand the mold yet. <laughs> mm. I think that's that's an interesting way of putting it, is getting to know the model and how it works is uh it's you know there's a almost a relationship there yeah like you want <laughs> to know everything about it so you're not surprised because sometimes you're like okay i thought i needed this much silicone but turns out i need a lot more <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about flops let's talk about problems oh. um <laughs> do you have any have you ever had a flop Oh, who hasn't? <laughs> there are two kind of makers in this world. Makers of flops and liars. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so let's tell me. I we all have our stories. I, I'm going to have to show you. I'll see if I can find the video of my Are my worst flop. Video? Yes, I'll pull it up. <laughs> but you, have, while I'm doing that, you have to tell me a story about your your craziest flop. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I had this one Oren. I I don't remember if it was a custom or if it was just for inventory. But anyways, I decided to do it in two different firmnesses for each shaft, soft and medium. And I did them around the same time, but like not exactly because like you have to mix stuff. That's a lot of silicone. It was rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) So I had mixed up which one I had um, poured first. And I thought I had poured the medium first. But no, I poured the soft first. <laughs> so the soft was all done and cured and ready to pull. So I pulled it and it came out perfect. Great. Wonderful. Uh-huh. The medium side. <laughs> <laughs> A nightmare. <laughs> it was like, you know, when clowns have shows and they're like pulling the scarf out of it was like that. It just uh-huh. kept getting longer and longer. And then when it finally popped out, it was like. The medium shaft was almost like double the soft. Oh my god! <laughs> and it wasn't fully cured, and I couldn't just stuff it back into the mold, right? Like once you start pulling it, you just had to commit. And <laughs> yeah. I'm over here crying. <laughs> and um, so it couldn't stand by itself because it was so floppy and not ready yet. So I set it on its side on the table. And as it sat there, it got flatter and flatter and longer and longer. <laughs> it was like, oh no, this is horrible. Uh, now, I don't have that piece anymore. I gave it to Tiberius of Fantasy Grove uh-huh. uh, as decoration or just a funny piece because I just didn't have enough room for it in my shop. But think about it every now and then. <laughs> Oops, that's not the right one. Come here. Uh, I had that video pulled up. Why is it? Oh, that's why. Okay. I need to catch that. Copy that. And take it back over to this one. Sorry. I had it in the wrong window. There it is. This is my glorious, glorious flop that I love to share. (laughs) I just... just It just falls over. The sound. (laughs) Yes. It makes a very satisfying thump as it falls over. (laughs) That one, I actually threw it against the wall and it stuck. You know, like those wacky wall walkers? (laughs) It it was like that. It it stuck and then it started to kind of roll itself down the wall. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you get okay. a video of that? Uh, no, I did get, um, I got pictures of it stuck to the wall. I might have Darn to. Darn you. I Where know. are they? I, <laughs> while we're talking, I'll see if I can find them. <laughs> um, okay, Shop Dad asks, um, many new makers struggle with muddy rainbows. What advice would you give them? Um, add more pigment than you think you need. So if you think you have enough, add more and then add a little more uh the more saturated your colors are the less likely they are to blend and 
pay attention to your pot life. You don't have to pour everything at the beginning of your pot life. You can pour it towards the middle or the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, depending on how your your silicone temperature and things like that, you know, you can you can have a very linear progression towards you know the end of your pot life, but then sometimes it just ramps up really fast. Mm-hmm. So. so if you look at the Only Goblins website, <laughs> shout out to myself, uh-huh. <laughs> I made a page, um, I wrote up a page on pot life. So look there, it's very helpful. <laughs> Onlygoblins.com. There it is. Uh, ooh, maybe I misspelled that or it's down. I'm not sure. If Shop Dad's in the uh, chat, he may have to check on Onlygoblins.com. No, actually, I think I know what it is. Yeah, there's no wah 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 in the beginning of it. There's no www at the beginning. <laughs> so, um, by the way, this is onlygoblins.com. It actually redirects to the wiki. Uh, this is Shop Dad's wiki, and it is a huge, wonderful resource that folks should should really take a look at, especially if you're just getting started. There's so much information in here. It's just it just keeps coming at you. I mean, there's just so much there. Um, But I think you did, what did you say you did your article on? Uh, Pot life. Mm, (laughs) So it's, it's, once you understand pot life, pores become easier because then you understand what the silicone wants from you. It's not about what you want from the silicone. It's what the silicone wants from you. Mm, Ooh, I like that. Uh, Because I've always talked to people about, you know, using the right materials for the right project and you, know, you don't fight the nature of the thing that you're working with. You use its nature to, to, um, to its advantage. Well, then, that was a thought that just kind of died. <laughs> <laughs> I had a brain fart, too. I was like, what was I trying to say? <laughs> well, just awkward silence. <laughs> awkward silence, yes. Remember we were talking about how it goes off the rails every once in a while? That was one of them. <laughs> it just kind of tumbled off. <laughs> it did. Um, Ultra Wormhole asks, uh, will you ever resurrect Jackie? Were there technical issues that prevented you from making them the way that you wanted? Um, send me an email. <laughs> oh. I don't want to talk more about that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, cross that off my list. Um, now I don't want to get too far into, you know, kind of your proprietary processes and things like that, because we all have our little things that we, um, that make us who we are. And, you know, um, Alexis has a question and I don't think we're going to get too far into something proprietary, but I love this part of it. Um, how do you manage to do such detailed pours in batches? Um, practice lots of practice so the first i think that's the most difficult part of growing uh batch pours that still look like you put a lot of thought and effort into it but you're not running around screaming (laughs) when you're doing them because let me tell you the first few times i did a batch pour, even just like half the size of what i do now like let's say like three toys versus six at a time oh my it was just insane um i was really panicking because you want everything to look uniform you know from the first toy that you poured to the last 
And figuring that out and figuring out the timing and pacing yourself really helps with that. And just doing it over and over and over. Like I can do rainbows in my sleep now. Like if you wake me up in the middle of the night, I don't even have contacts in. I'm barefoot. I have like <laughs> one sock on. You're like, go, go make a rainbow. I'll be like, okay, I can do it. <laughs> it's just muscle memory at that point. <laughs> yeah, there's, once you get into it, there's a rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to call it a dance, but, you know, there's a rhythm to it that, you know, you know, as you're doing this and you've got your next pot coming out that is, you've got your vacuum chamber going, you've got your next batch and there's this rhythm that you just kind of flow into and you're able to, it just becomes second nature. So, um, rasp asks, do you ever get creative blocks for pores or colors? Yeah, of course. Uh, it happens. I mean, if you ever see me asking on Twitter, like, Hey, what do you want me to pour? (laughs) It's usually them. (laughs) But when that happens, I think the best thing to do is just to, like, stop thinking about it. The more you think about it, the more anxiety you have and the less creative you can be. So stop thinking about it. Go make some food. Sit down. Watch some TV. Play some video games. Relax. Something will inspire you when you're doing any of those things. Or take a shower. Or just ask Twitter. (laughs) Or take a shower. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's something about being in that kind of confined space and, you know, just very focused. And then the the thoughts come, the ideas come. They have, for me at least, you know, that's where I get my my harebrained ideas of random things that I want to try and experiment with. But, uh, yeah, so I think there's um, a really good, each of us needs to find our our place where we're able to go to to kind of reset um Mm -hmm. some folks it's a museum or it's a walk in nature or something like that um yeah i think that is a great way let's see does that there's a link here nope okay george is throwing stuff at me in my (laughs) uh my notes and so all right um a couple of questions What's playing on your studio playlist? Oh, um, a lot. <laughs> There's so much. I mean, I listen to everything except for, I'm sorry, I, I can't listen to country. I don't know why. <laughs> Anything but country. Um, I mean, even jazz. I used to hate jazz because it reminded me of my dentist. But oh. now that, you know, I'm not afraid of the dentist anymore. <laughs> I love jazz. <laughs> Uh, see, I, I hate jazz myself. I think people were very surprised to hear that I had a Dolly Parton station on my Pandora. But uh, I'm just trying to see what I listened to last. I mean, it's it's this is going to sound really weird, but like the sadder or anger the song and the playlist, the better the rainbows come out. <laughs> I don't know why it just is. <laughs> uh um yeah I, I have i like it when it goes dark um that's my my happy place i uh portis head massive attack nine inch nails um you know going back into 
uh, trip hop and industrial and things like that. That's that's my happy place, which is very very dark. Um, now, have you done any work with Near Clear? Yes. Um, when it first came out, you know, everyone was super excited, and I had to get my hands on it too. Um, uh-huh. I have so many thoughts about it. I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, st- let's start with the the mechanics of it. Um, it is fairly clear, but you know, it's not. It's, it says it's near clear. Okay. So that has a lot to do with your surfaces, right? So if you have more of a matte surface, it's not going to look as clear versus if you have a glossy finish, and it just it depends on how you color it too, and it just there's a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know the the techniques of working with it are a little bit different as well mm-hmm. um, and I admit I haven't worked with it at all so I can't speak to that very much just from what I've been able to put together um, how how much did you have to struggle to to start to work with it <laughs> well it's an upper body workout every time. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a lot of my poor, my poor pressure chamber. It's, it's, I, it's, just, I mean, my poor vacuum chamber, it's just like so abused whenever I do near clear because when it, uh, when you degas near clear, it is not like anything else out there. <laughs> it just like, you know, when you're making, anything on the stove and you're like boiling water and it starts to overflow and like no matter how much you blow on it or like turn down the heat it's still just (laughs) that's near clear if you don't if you don't um (laughs) keep an eye on it and uh have an upper body workout (laughs) now when you say upper body workout is that just from pulling it from the mold or the 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 race and the struggle to keep it from overflowing uh, from overflowing, <laughs> it is a struggle. Mm. I was looking for, um, cause I have, I thought I had a video recently of, um, vacuuming silicone. Cause I wanted to show people kind of what that is supposed to look like versus, and the thing is that the vacuum, there it is. Let me see if I can pull that up. Hopefully the sound doesn't come through. But, you know, it expands. It, yes. rises, it rises up and then it, it'll collapse. But, you know, you come back here to the beginning. All that air coming out of it. And but from, with near clear, speed that up four times. <laughs> and oh then it God. keeps coming. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can you hear the music? Nope. Okay. No. Okay. There was music to that video that was blaring in my ears but i'm glad that nobody else got to hear that because it was i do have a question loud. for you though. okay go ahead I have a question. how did you take that video i tried to take <laughs> degassing videos and i don't know like what is going on with my hmm. <laughs> like it just looks like a black hole you can't see anything <laughs> or i turn on the flash and all you can see is the glare <laughs> Okay, so when I had my uh, silicone and my resin rooms built, I put in uh, four-foot LED lamps. Okay, like kind of like the fluorescent, four-foot fluorescents, but they're all LEDs. I put eight 
of those into a room that is like eight by eight. So I just have tons and tons of light coming down. Um, And also clean, clean the top of your, your vacuum chamber. It's very clean. Come on. So I have tons of light coming in. um, And whenever I'm doing degassing videos like that, I have to make sure that the, the top is just pristine and you've got to keep making it refocus because it wants to oh okay the autofocus wants to wander so yeah um but yeah that one came out pretty good so but yeah um when i uh when i had the lights put in i at first i was like this is this is going to be overkill and then i realized i don't have to turn all of them on all the time but i do i turn all of them on all the time and it's just it's kind of amazing how much light is in there. The more light, uh, the better. Yeah. And the walls, the walls are all just painted straight, stark white. So it kind of becomes this big light box. Anyway, I, there was a thought there that I was going to end up doing videos. So yeah, there's, there were plans. Um, let's see. We talked about near clear. Now, did you have something... Did we get through all the sneak peeks and all the things that you wanted to to talk about in that sense? What? <laughs> <laughs> George is George is in the background stre- screaming small things that I don't I'm not sure what she's talking about. Well, there's one thing. Um on the website, there's kind of like a I don't know, I don't want to call it a scavenger hunt, but there's an item that you can't find regularly. Um, I have a few examples here. So I can only fit so many. So it's on your website, but you can't <laughs> you can't get to it. What does that mean? You can. <laughs> okay. Well, Jenny has the right idea. <laughs> huh. So if you if you search for it, you might find it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. So what would they find? They'll find they'll find pumpkins <laughs> and candy. And trick or treat <laughs> Let's see the pumpkins. You had you had several, didn't you? I do. So I wanted to test different uh, pour styles on these guys and different hmm. colors. I don't know how clear you can see that. That one looks I like the, that here. one looked like a donut. Like <laughs> I loved donut. that one. I loved that. I was like, "There's that's like cream." Okay, sorry. This one's Ooh. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's just like. You can't see, but there's like gold glitter everywhere on this one. And it's and this one too. It's color shifty-ish. There are oh. so many, like I made so many pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> just because like they just they're so cute and they're so satisfying to like squish. But yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Go, so go search for the pumpkins. <laughs> mm. All right. So they have to go to your website. Um, they have to figure out how to find them, um, mm-hmm. but they can find the pumpkins. You want to try? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I can, but I also I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. If I mean, it's up to you. Uh, why don't you go in the background and try to find it, but don't show anyone the process? <laughs> Got you, and. <laughs> Okay. Now, do you want me to show them? Do you want me to show people? Or do you want yes. to keep it a secret? Okay. 
Okay. But not, but not the process of finding them. <laughs> no. Huh, huh. Um, That's so I think I, I think I found it. And is that it? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Let me zoom in. Yay. Pumpkins. <laughs> just pumpkins. Very cute. <laughs> but then there are pumpkins in the back here too. Oh, there's a pink and blue. So many pumpkins. Oh. So many pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, everybody go to ppsculptors.com and see if you can find the the pumpkins. <laughs> that is so cool. Where did was that something that I don't I was going to say how did you come up with something like that? It's so creative. Well, uh we had to blame Shop Dad for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can blame Shop Dad for a lot of things. Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things that we can blame on Shop Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? If I just... That was one of his lines that always gets people in trouble is, you know, it's very simple. This process that we do, it's very simple until we add that. If I just do this... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sativo is asking, do you have any uh, UV pigments that you would recommend for people to use? Do you have any thoughts or, in, or places that you might direct people towards for UV pigments? Um, so the Smooth On website is where I get, well, I get mine at Reynolds, but it's basically Smooth On. Anyways, right. they have, uh, let me see, I have here these uh-huh how do i do this there we go <laughs> so these are the subpick electric pigments i really like them yeah i'm i'm heading off to the uh reynolds website so we can oh they don't really show why do they do that the their website does not really even show the things off very well you know you kind of have to just know <laughs> what you're looking for um but it's you know. i think it's in Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, there are six colors and they only show us two of them. Ah. <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, um, Reynolds. Uh, now, Dub Sativa is actually in Spain. Um, so you will have to find whatever your local um, smooth on distributor is. And and it's the electric line that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the Ignite line? Oh, a major pain, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look now. Okay. That was just their super saturated color line. It's not their fluorescence. Um, kind what? of. It's, I, you can basically use electrics for the same purpose, but they're a lot easier to work with. The ignites, gotcha. uh, they settle at the bottom, so you had to constantly mix it, or the pigment becomes like a brick. Mm. And it is, it takes like an hour to mix it back together by hand. Oh man, um, yeah, I, I never did. Yeah, get oh into, no, ignite. <laughs> um, yeah, I never got into the ignite pigments. Don't so don't. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to put out there, we're going to do last call for questions. So if there are any questions that are still remaining, drop them in the chat. George will wrangle those and get them to me. Um, in the meantime, um, 
I want to know, tell me about one random unexpected tool that you have in your studio. I'm trying to think. Unexpected. Well, like Kisu and Friends, theirs are cocktail sticks. That's how they do all of their base art. It's amazing. I'm trying to think. I really, I, I mean, like, unexpected, like, pipettes, maybe? Okay, yeah. I, there really isn't much mm. that's unexpected. Mine um, is. I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. I just, oh, compressed air. Okay. <laughs> yep. I, I would have used some this week. I was doing a pour and, you know, the, you always get those little bits of silicone that kind of hang out at the top of the mold. And they always want oh, to fall chopsticks. in. Oh, chopsticks. are perfect. Chopsticks. So when they fall in, just pick them back out. They're not sharp like tweezers, right? You just. <laughs> okay. Okay. Unexpected. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh. May's secret or my secret um, as a collector that started to shop, how has that changed the way that you collect? Um, a lot. It has changed a lot. I used to be around for all the drops. <laughs> now I'm like, Oh man, I missed another one. <laughs> uh, but uh, colors, it doesn't, they don't matter as much to me anymore. I used to have, like specific ideas about what I wanted or what I thought I wanted. Mm. Um, now it's like, well, I don't care anymore. Color doesn't matter. I want it. <laughs> Interesting. So does that lead you to having uh, multiples of the same model? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, and little Miss Usagi, when it comes to your own collection, do you have any shops or models that you really love? Um, I mean, Pleasure Forge was kind of like my first love, right? Like mm. you can never, never forget, never walk away from them. Um, just everything. <laughs> um, I have, I think at one time I had maybe four hook scores from them. <laughs> On the same size. I think oh, wow. three of them were in the same firm. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Uh, and then Strange Bedfellas. I have like, I don't know, like maybe three. I don't I don't know if I'm saying this right. Selahs. Hmm. <laughs> so many Selahs. Because, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> right? Uh, Rasp was asking, you mentioned that you started out as a collector. Do you have a favorite color or pour style for yourself? And I, I assume that means a particular pour style that you like to collect. Um, I mean, if it's pastel and rainbow, there's a good chance I want it. But lately, uh, my current favorite pour style is like just really soft fades. Like you can barely tell that their two colors i don't know Ooh. why i just Ooh. it changes all the time but that's what i like right now <laughs> like like a blue into another blue or like a white into a pale white or into a gold or what do you mean like like uh like uh do you know do you have interference micas 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so like, like one of those into another. Okay. Just slightly, slightly tinted. Just okay. Tiny bit, like. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, what euphemisms have you used for your products? Like online or in front of friends or family? So, um, I mean, with my friends and family, like, it, it just is what it is. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> um, so your friends and family all know what you do. Some of the my friends do. Some of them do. Some of my family does. My mom thinks I'm unemployed, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that just because she likes to deny what you do, or is that no? Because like she's like, it's not what I went to school for. So she's like, mm, when are you going to get a real job again? I'm like, well, this is my real job. She's just being a mom. It's fine. Okay. Um, and so it just is what it is. You talk about it dildos. Is what it is. You talk about sex toys. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and Rasp has one more question. I think we've got one or two more questions. Then we'll wrap up here real quick. Um, question for question time. What's the most popular best-selling PPS model? And how do you feel about that model for yourself? Not necessarily for yourself. What is your personal thought about that model? So I think it might be Catalpha. It's probably Catalpha or Snarksmot or more recently Calypso. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Having a hard time choosing between your children? Yeah. So uh, Catalpha was one of the first uh, models that I designed on my keypad, on my on my touchpad, on my laptop i didn't have a mouse i was just <laughs> mm. it was a struggle <laughs> in so blender i have a lot of feelings about it huh did you do that in blender um it was either blender or sculptress i don't remember oh i just God. knew i was like this is horrible i need a mouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can only imagine trying to use blender on a laptop with a trackpad bad i don't recommend it get yourself a mouse <laughs> zero out of ten <laughs> zero like negative out of ten <laughs> yeah mm. so that was so the catalpha was you um you it's got a you've got a soft spot for it yeah i really okay. i mean yeah and calypso i love it i mean i i can't pour anything that looks bad on it i've been trying just to see like if it's possible i don't think it's possible uh little mrs soggy asking do you see yourself opening up customs or semi-customs like strange bedfellows friend requests in the future um it's complicated because i'm the only one that well i'm the only one (laughs) so i it's it's difficult because like to set aside the time for full customs, I don't know if I will be able to do. Um, but semi customs, maybe like like Strange Bedfellas does their uh, uh, friend request. Maybe, maybe in the future. Um, I wouldn't say to like <laughs> wait a long time for that because it, it it may not happen. It may happen. I'll let you know. <laughs> It's something I've been thinking about, but I don't know for sure. There, There's nothing concrete. 
So if somebody were to do, or if you wanted to do something kind of like a friend request, what would that look like? Um, I mean, I would have, I guess, different tiers. Like, say you wanted something like, you know, I, I don't want to pour something that someone just won't enjoy, you know, like there'd be like the ultimate surprise or different color groups or um, mm. themes or like, like food themed or whatever, you know. Okay. Gotcha. Kind of like how I do um, my Aurora, which is kind of a standard colorway. And you can get that in any of my models and you can get it in any of the firmnesses. Um, but it's going to be these three colors and they're going to be in this mm-hmm. particular order. Okay. So let me make sure I've got all the questions because I have one last one that I want to get to from you. And then we will wrap all of this up. What does success look like for you? Um, I mean, for PPS, I mean, I, it, it's different, like, all the time. It's always changing. So, um, like, this year, success for me was releasing three new models. Because that's what I wanted. And I did it. <laughs> Well, almost next week I will have. <laughs> um, that was what success for me looked like this year. You want to know what's funny? Is that what? as I asked that question and my headphones cut out, I heard nothing of what you said. Oh, no. <laughs> Literally, I heard nothing. Okay. And I was like, uh, uh, I'm sitting here going, okay. Um, I hear the beep. I hear it reset. I'm going, I got nothing. I see you. You're talking. You're talking. Uh huh. Okay. And then I'm over here resetting my head. <laughs> I heard nothing. I'm sorry. Okay, I can. I can. I can, can you recap myself. that for me? Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I gotta finish laughing. <laughs> I feel like this happens a lot with me. Like the first time you had me on. Yeah. We had all sorts of tech issues, and I think it's just me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, no, last week I had Kisu and friends on, and as soon as I hit go, and I brought uh, Simo and um, Tom on, half of Tom's head was cut off. <laughs> and I have no idea why. So it's like every time, every time, some small thing goes crazy. But I would love to hear what success looks like for you. <laughs> oh my god okay so, <laughs> actually do you want to should we just do this uh, that was a wonderful explanation I, I loved it I you were so deep on that that it was just my mind is blown I need one of those one of those gifs that is just like mind blown. No, I, I can repeat myself. Just give me like two seconds. <laughs> well, I was just okay. gonna say we can <laughs> we can do this afterward and we can wrap all this up so that okay. you, know, That's fine. you don't have to do that. <laughs> um, now, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrapped up this train wreck? Uh, let me check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> So while you're doing that, I'm going to remind everybody that next weekend we've got uh, Phalophile. Uh, again, that is going to be at a different time. That's going to be at 3 o'clock on October 9th. 
And then the weekend after that, we've got Fergus Monster. And I can't remember what time we're going to do that one. I'll let you know what time. That is October 16th. So love to the Fergus Monster, huh? To Raspberry and everyone here and Fergus Monster. (laughs) All right. So was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, if anyone else has a question, I'm more than happy to answer. But I can't think of anything. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to go through my notes and see if there is anything else from George. There is not. So uh, with that, I will wrap it up. Thank you, Linda. I've had a blast. And here in a few minutes, you're going to be able to tell me what success looks like for you. (laughs) Wave, say goodnight, and I'll do a quick wrap up. Good night, everyone. Thanks for coming out. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just amazing some every something goes wrong with every show and i love it i mean it's part of the why, reason why i do it live is just because it is such it can be such a a train wreck but it's live it's fun we get to have the conversations uh linda was awesome uh we did not get to see billy but as i understand it billy's not allowed in the area that she is in. Um, Billy has some comments about um, Linda and how she got into this business. So uh, definitely go to the video description and check that out. And with that, I am out. I'll see you next week. Bye.